it's it yeah clippy was a mistake <laughs> to be Man, fair Clippy actually was a mistake <laughs> he was but he gets a bad rap like he was like people talk about clippy like he was the downfall of microsoft i mean he was just the he was the 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 beginning of trying to be smart ai yes <laughs> he he's you know he's just doing his best Local in people. in small like honestly like so i just disabled clippy as soon as i as soon as i was like as soon as i learned how because he was just getting in the way i mean i don't think clippy ever once suggested anything useful i actually don't know right. how it got out of testing however um you know as like a 10 year old kid on my uh, you know on a computer watching this fun little animated mascot do stuff I did right click on him a bunch and tell him to do random animations and was oh, very sure. and was very amused by the animations that he was able to do. True. That part's kind of fun. So that was cool. That's very 90s. It's very 90s. The uh, I mean, the, the truth is, is a lot of the it's it's hit and miss. Even today, the Clippy doesn't exist, but he still exists because you'll be typing something in Microsoft. and It's like, hey, you had this tabbed over at one point in your life. Would you like all of your things tabbed over? It's like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Why Why? Why are you formatting my font here? I didn't ask you to format anything. Oh, man. It, like, it, like saves formatting and then it it, 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 it will. It, <laughs> my favorite is when you copy something and it's like, yeah, you clearly want your 150 page document to all be formatted as this one sentence you're copying from a different website you're like oh christ yep, yep that's what i wanted thank you mm -hmm. you've you've solved my problem microsoft word thank you for wallow text <laughs> yeah i actually run into that fairly regularly now for work oh true yeah with your, your Although, writing you lot. know it's you know a thousand words at a time not a thousand pages so it's not well, so bad well no but it's the same difference it doesn't really matter <laughs> It matters in terms of how long it takes me to fix it. True. Yeah, usually I just control Z it, copy the text into Word, and then, or I yep. mean, into like Notepad or WordPad, and be like, ha, thank, thank God for dumb technology. Right, right, right. <laughs> you literally need the thing that does it like older and dumber because like all of the new tech just plays itself. But then sometimes the new tech is like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I was, I totally spelled that wrong. Or, it's true. Yeah, oh, that's convenient. This is neat. You remembered this one thing. So it's it's weird. It just hasn't, you know, we're not ready for Skynet yet, clearly. It's true. It's hit or miss. So I, I can't be completely down on it because I don't want no, I don't want no suggestions because I need to realize I'm A, a horrible typist and B, a horrible speller, which leads to, would, would ultimately lead to a mess as Dean can confirm in most of our Discord conversations where half of what I say is you have to just play a little game like, all right, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is what he means. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to, like, I have to rearrange the letters or, like... Sure. Put, like, move the letter to the other side of the space to complete the word. Yep, yep, yeah. Well, and it's yeah. weird, because sometimes a letter will make a different separate word with the letter that it... Or the, the other letter that it now attached to. Yes, yes. So you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. And, and then I have a, the habit of, when I'm done with my thought or sentence, I press enter, because I don't want to have to type punctuation. So, like, it's not that big of an issue for us in our private communication. No. But as a university professor, yeah, I can see how it would be an issue. It's sometimes funny when, so I was teaching 
or well, am currently using Discord as like our course communications and stuff. And obviously it's all professionally done, but there was a few times where I was like responding to somebody and I started to type like that. And I was like, hold on a minute. And I deleted everything. I was like, all right, I'm going to make this so you can read it like a normal human. <laughs> it gave me a laugh and the, the students a laugh because I, I was not thinking I didn't have that hat on at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to like basically like do a textual code switch. Yeah, yep. That's just how it is, man. I yeah, I was born and bred typing as fast as fast as possible while playing StarCraft. So it's just kind of stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I I never had that like I have always been the type to use like proper sentences and stuff. proper punctuation and grammar or not even like, like even <laughs> in like the early days of cell phone texting you remember oh, t9 yeah, yeah. when you put in all of your all of your uh, text messages on a on a number pad you know what's funny is i i texted that way maybe maybe like 10 times in my whole life i just never used texts when that was the kind of phone i had so i didn't text until i had a a phone with a keyboard which was you know college or something like that so you i know, can say i didn't actually almost ever do that because i was i i couldn't stand it and i was like i'm not doing this <laughs> i thought it was dumb you. at first and then literally the only thing that it took to to like shift me was having a couple of friends that texted and i was like all right well i guess i gotta figure this out yeah and then i was like been... oh wow oh i hate being on the phone Oh no! I, I this is like way better. Like like how we're doing right now. I wouldn't want to have this conversation via text. Well, <laughs> no, not for two hours. But <laughs> maybe that's the thing is that. So my, I had a couple of friends that when we would play like Diablo or World of Warcraft and stuff before you know, voice over IP services existed, we would uh, that that VoIP. We would just call each other on the phone, so we would be like we'd be on the phone for three hours, but we're not actually talking on the phone. Um, I, my, my dad, we, we had like, uh, we had a long distance plan that was really good because of the, where my mom lived and where he lived. I guess it would have technically been long distance or something. I don't know how it worked. I didn't ever pay attention to it. So it wasn't a big deal in terms of the cost, <laughs> but, but I imagine uh, that would have been a, a, a frightening moment where it was like, Tommy, you're on the phone for seven hours today. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you know what three words really, really show both of our ages? Long distance plan. <laughs> true, true. The, the concept of which, like, to anyone under the age of probably 30 is completely foreign. Yeah, it, to those who don't know what the hell we're talking about, um, you know, back in like the 90s I think and, the 2000s. and earlier, it maybe, maybe and like somewhat, um, it used to be that your phone company would charge you like like no extra time per minute or extra money like per minute if you phone called someone outside of your area code. Yeah. And the closest thing I think we have to that at this point is probably like think like international calling. How there's like a, a there's like a surcharge for yeah, it's the same. um it's it's the exact same as that pretty much. Yeah. There's like a surcharge if you want to make an international call through your phone company. You obviously can like Zoom or Skype or whatever. Who Skypes? Nobody Skypes. 
whatever video calling like over the internet, you can do all that for free, which is why everyone does that now. But your phone company will still charge you um, because they can because they can. There's no for uh, for international calling. So it's basically like think that, but it's like for the next town over. Yeah. They used to be able to do that. And so then they would send you, they would sell you long distance plans where you would get like a, basically the same thing as like cell phone data. Now you have a certain chunk of, of, uh, time that you can use for like long distance minutes or whatever per month that refresh every month. Yeah, actually, I, you know what? I do remember my dad buying, we had a Costco membership and he would buy phone cards that were really, really cheap there and they had like 500 minutes or a thousand minutes mm-hmm. or something like yep. that. And he's like, yep. here, use this if you're going to call people um, from the the town. that." So I was in school. I, I had family, I had friends in the two different areas, like where my dad lived and where my mom lived. And so I would use those depending on where I was calling from or calling to, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I remember that. That was so it was it was prepaid, so it didn't matter. <laughs> well, hey everybody, welcome to the retro breakdown, where apparently we also break down retro phone plans. <laughs> because you know what's fun is, is, sure, is, is, is seeing old movies and having like the plot device be something about not being able to communicate with one yep. another, mm-hmm. and then you're like, wow, this wouldn't be a problem today. But then you just watch modern movies, and instead, the the writers just have people be stupid and just not communicate with each other. Right, so, right, right. So it's actually no different. The, the The stories all play out in the exact same way. It's just way more difficult to swallow today because it's yep. like, hello, hello. <laughs> you could literally send a five-second text. <laughs> like, you don't even have to look at your phone. We have speech to text. You could talk into your phone and send the message. It's communica- Communication issues being the problem in movies are, is the most obnoxious thing, especially when it's like one character just not saying something to another character. It's like, well, yep. you, you, you know this is... <sighs> That's it. I I run into this a lot in like romance anime. Oh yeah, jeez. Anime where it's like the, the entire conflicts. conflict is just that like the the main the main girl saw the main guy talk with another girl and smile a little bit because it was a nice conversation in the schoolyard. It was also his sister. And, <laughs> and then she goes home and is like, he hates me now. Yeah, then that's it. Then that's like the arc for five episodes. You're like, yeah. God, no, I'm sick. I'm, and then it's I, like, I, that oh. was my cousin. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Cue credits. Although it's anime, so that was nope, my cousin. Nope, nope, nope. Doesn't nope. necessarily rule it out, but, you know. <laughs> I like to live in a world where these things are not that that doesn't i don't know i want to live in that world but no, no, no. we don't <laughs> the one line from the matrix that you weren't supposed to infer the way that maybe it was written but ignorance is bliss i am i am happily i would like to pretend to be the i, I would be the person that yeah i'll be maybe i'll betray a few people and then i just get to live my life of bliss and ignorance <laughs> i'll remember that <laughs> you should but it's the problem is that you know that doesn't exist probably so you won't know. And if you do remember, it'll be too late because I'll have already done it. In which case, you'll be ignorantly or blissfully ignorant, too. I mean, I suppose that's true. <laughs> Honestly, I've been so like I've been so tied up with anxiety over the last like over the last couple weeks, <laughs> but especially over the last like two and a half years <laughs> that like I might actually take blissful ignorance at this point. 
I like and on a number of occasions over the last few years, I have like I have just been sitting around and the thought has come to my head where it's like, man, I don't want to like, yeah, I try to stay modest about myself. Sure. But like, I know that I'm more aware of certain things than most. And I will just sit around and be like, God, being smart sucks. <laughs> just critical thinking is not even smart. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, that, that's that like, sounds... <laughs> I like it's so hard to just. It's so hard to just turn that off and enjoy things. It's yeah. Like everything, everything has a criticism. Everything has like. I can't look at any, I can't look at video games without thinking about like the crap that they're, the crap that they're like publishing companies pull and the way they treat their employees and the whole, Mm, you know, yeah, the whole like machine behind that. And like, so I can't just look at a thing and be like, Hey, that looks cool. Now I have to look at a thing and be like, who's publishing this? Do, like are they what, are what they trying to have they done <laughs> are they are they actively trying to stop their workers from unionizing right now like what like give me oh, a reason happening? to not support this and there's always a reason there's it's, always a reason man and when i was talking about blissful ignorance i wasn't even like i was talking about that stuff but i was i was also talking about just learning about a phrase that describes a thing that i didn't know before and and it made me very disappointed and I won't talk about what it is, but it's just like, you know what? I, I completely understand. Like I learn about a thing that a whole bunch of people are into and I'm like, what the, what the, that's, that's a thing. (laughs) Why is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah. I've run into a few of those, (laughs) but, but also, also, is there a publishing studio right now that is like in the news actively talking about, not letting people unionize. I'm just kind of curious now. Um, do I want to be curious? Don't tell me. I mean, Nintendo. like it's kind of just an ongoing thing. Like there's, oh, okay. there is a push to unionize throughout the company. And like all of the, all of the major companies are hiring all of their union busting firms, mm. which are essentially law firms, but they're basically like propaganda departments. Yeah. Where they I just hire a way to influence people. Yeah. There is one, there is one in particular that I'm thinking of, but I, I feel like it was Activision Blizzard. Oh. But now I don't know how that's, I, I don't know how that's going with the Microsoft transition. So I'm not sure. Uh, I know Starbucks is unionizing. Really? Yeah, there's like three or four or five different locations that have successfully voted to unionize. And it's like moving into like a company wide thing. Maybe the people at the top are like, yeah, whatever, do what you want. I've, I made. They are billion. not made 20 billion dollars this year so you would think that they would be like i have made enough trillion billion dollars no and I, I, now you can also earn money i i but, know that's not true because they had record profits and they're still increasing their price and they're like well how can we how can we not increase our price we only made we only made more money than we've ever made before what do you yep. what do you mean <laughs> yep yep no oh, the uh, the the ceo of starbucks literally went out and did like a whole thing about like the danger of of unionization to the company well i mean it's true people will get have better wages they'll have maybe uh people to help support them if they need it 
and possibly the people at the top will take a slight hit to their bottom line. So it's a pretty it's a pretty severe consequence. It's it's absolutely unsalvageable. Right. I don't know what he would do. So Starbucks is just like you heard it here first. Starbucks is closing. Yeah, they're closing. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're going out of business. They'll never be able to handle this if they'll have to take just a few million dollars of their billions to uh, pay their workers. (laughs) You know, there was a time where someone could have a high school degree and support a family of five people, maybe not five, but like four. Right. You know. Yeah, I think the difference between between supporting a family of four and a family of five is fairly negligible. I guess, I guess, I guess. Uh, I just mean that like that was a that was a normal like that was normal. That would be chill. Yep. And and now. <laughs> no, no. Hey, do you have a college degree? Well, good luck supporting yourself. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> good luck paying for the college fun. degree over your over the next 30 years of your life <laughs> or, or finding ways to not pay it fully. <laughs> yeah, which is really where we're at. <laughs> So yeah, I, uh Hey, hard pivot. Kingdom Hearts 4 just got released. Or sorry. What, a trailer what? for Kingdom Hearts 4 just got released. Whoa, really? I like the word that I wanted to use there is announced. It just got announced. I like releasing it. That's but, great. No, <laughs> like, screw it. Imagine but... they just stealth drop Kingdom Hearts 4. They're like Nintendo, you think you could you think you can announce a console and actually release it three months later with the game that everybody wants to play? Well, <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> so there was a Boom. big, um, I just saw this a few, uh, a few hours ago, which actually, what time is it? Like one it hour one. ago, actually. I haven't been up for a few hours, actually. Um, <laughs> this is going to date the episode. That's fine. Um, That's because fine. by the time this comes out, it'll be like 10 day old news. But the yeah, uh, it's new for us, it's new for well, us new right f- now. It's definitely new for me. Where I don't where, where I want to see the video. Where is it? Uh, I mean, on Twitter. For starters, uh, yeah, I guess um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't do anything on social media properly. Hold on, uh, Kingdom Hearts Four trailer. All right, reveal trailer three hours ago. Oh, it's way too long to actually watch live. Uh, so it's actually there was a twenty. There was a twenty minute or a twenty. Sorry. Oh boy, I can't get my words together. There was a twentieth oh. anniversary. Oh, yeah celebration for kingdom hearts that's right kingdom hearts is 20 now that was i'll never forget 20 when that was when that was first coming out i just thought it was the coolest like i love dumb i've said this before i love hype things so a crossover event there's absolutely nothing more hype than a crossover between two franchises that have either been that don't make sense together or they've been at war with each other or whatever it is like you know dc marvel kind of stuff so like the the crossover when they were like yeah disney's gonna be in a final fantasy rpg i was like what the hell (laughs) i thought that was the dumbest thing i had ever heard and then it came out and was pretty good and i was (laughs) like how is it good this has no right being this good holy crap wait this these graphics look they 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 they're yeah, just, they're you know, they're going a more like realistic. Uh, what the hell am I looking at here? Wait, that's the is that the famous? What's the intersection called? Uh, uh, oh, Shibuya Crossing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, like, oh, the Heartless are just hanging out in the United er, in Japan. I almost called it the United States. Jesus Christ! I meant to I just mean, say our world. <laughs> wow! If, if you think about it, everywhere is just America. If that doesn't paint my worldview, sometimes, oy vey. <laughs> 
well, this place looks like America. It's probably America. <laughs> yeah. Even though what you literally happening? identified the specific part of Tokyo that it was, and then you're like, oh, they're just hanging out in the Mar- in like New York. <laughs> And, I mean, I clearly just meant our world. No, I know, but, I know. But but still. <laughs> so, like, what is happening here? So they announced, like, three or four different games, but most of them were just, like, mobile things? No, 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 no. Stop it. Get some help. And then, and then at the very end, they were like, by the way, Kingdom Hearts 4. I know mobile games make people a lot of money, so I get... He's got a drill that's going to pierce the heavens? <laughs> what? We got some Gurnlog in here? There's stuff. Okay, this is... There's I stuff, don't... and Sora looks even more like the bouncer now. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that's so true. Wait, are they going to... Do they at least show, like, a Disney character? Because... Okay, good. This has got to be the Disney park because I'm seeing some weird ass staff. So it's got to be Donald. Yeah, there's Donald. Oh, I was I was worried that they're just gonna call it Kingdom Hearts, but it was just gonna be like <laughs> Organization Thirteen and Sora and stuff. Yeah, it's like they slowly ease <laughs> Disney out of the game yeah. entirely, and then it just becomes their own. It just becomes their own franchise with no Disney involvement anymore. <laughs> oh man. That's that's exciting. With your I, with your your best pals Ronald and Floofy. <laughs> yeah, they, oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. They just rename them and give them like a palette swap. Yeah, and swap which is which. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! So, I've played a lot of the Kingdom Hearts, and I know it's a, a joke to say we don't you don't know what's going on afterwards. Um, yeah. And I probably could piece it together if we really wanted to have a serious conversation about Kingdom Hearts, but I don't. What I was going to say is I don't remember how Kingdom Hearts 3 ends. It ends pretty conclusively. Wasn't, didn't Kyrie? not, is her name Kyrie? Yes. Whenever I think Kyrie, I think of, I think of Akira. And I was like, is that the right name? <laughs> uh, and she... Because didn't, didn't she need saving again instead of just becoming a badass? I remember being kind of disappointed that they made her... Yeah, uh, they they spend a, a, a whole arc showing her being a cool keyblade wielder and then she and then she just gets in trouble again. That's kind of what I remember and then I remember the the whole some dudes are playing playing chess and it's like the bad guy and the good guy of sort of in their various iterations or something. And I, I Yeah, cuz time travel and body swapping and I I have the the least I have no memory of the exact ending of that game, which is so strange to me cuz it was the one I've played most recently. It was only like what four years ago, something like that, huh? So I, I'm I'm kind of confused how we were at this point, but it's fine. There, I remember seeing a like because they always tease whatever's going on in like the next in like the next game. Yeah, there was a teaser, but I thought that was just for the DLC that came out, which I never played. I yeah, I also kind of thought that, but now seeing this, how they're just doing like, hey, it's modern day Japan now. Sora is actually going to become the bouncer. It's going to become canon. I cannot wait. I I like, I mean. What is the bouncer's name? Sion? Bouncer. No, no, excuse me. The. Sion? Bouncer. (laughs) Um, I have no clue. It it doesn't have the impact unless there's like a good 10 to 15 seconds of silence beforehand, but I'm not going to do that on the podcast. I, well, the great part is, is that I, I I gave it to you just a little bit, but you were thinking of the name, so it didn't matter. But it, my, my silence was not nearly long enough. 
<laughs> like you, you gotta, you gotta, you have to give it at least, I, I, it's close to 10 seconds, I want to say. I think what's actually happening is like you have that opening cutscene, and then like, and then I feel like there's a load. I feel like there's an invisible loading time. <laughs> where the dad is on a different part of like the storage device because it was their first yeah. PS2 game. <laughs> and it's it, like it's pulling up the it's pulling up all the menu data and then the sound is like the last thing to go. You know, it's actually possible. So there was this thing in Diablo 2 called Lister Lag, and what it was is in the expansion, um, there was a series of fights that you have before the final fight with Bale. And um that one of the the final round of enemies was called Lister the Tormentor, and he had his little minions. And when it would spawn, there was a noticeable amount of lag because it had to pull the data from your disk. And if you had like a slower machine or a weird connection to the internet or whatever it was, you had you had to make sure you were positioned in a way that they wouldn't just give you like kill you instantly when they spawned because they were really strong. Mm. And I remember one time playing the game, the Lister lag happened, and I was like, "What's going on?" But then. It never finished loading and my game crashed and I opened up my disc tray and the disc was snapped in half and I was like, what the hell? I've played Diablo 2 so much, my disc is broken. <laughs> what? I don't even know how that happens. It, it was just from, I guess, being used a lot. So what I'm saying is that they may actually have stored that sound file in a different spot than would have made sense, which then caused a couple seconds of lag time in when they say bouncer. So yeah, I, 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 I would not be surprised if that's it. I'd like to say that's it because if it was a, that, a purposeful choice, is hilarious. <laughs> that was um, that was a lot more detailed, like specifically, like <laughs> detailed and and uh, and insightful than I was ever expecting. Yeah, and what can I say? Diablo two is teaching, teaching, teaching us to this day still. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to know? exactly how wild fandom is in the in this era yes actually yeah that sounds great so you said that that trailer dropped what three hours ago that's what that's what the one video that i saw said but it looks like there was a re like a someone else taking the content uploading it on their own youtube channel to steal views okay so maybe a bit maybe a bit earlier than that well anyway not much it's it's like let's say less than half a day Okay. Probably less than quarter of a day. Oh, way less than that. Way, since way that less. was yeah. since that was Absolutely. announced. This has already happened. Is it a full story breakdown? No, it's way dumber than that. What the fuck? What the? Wait. Wh- what? Would you what? Would you like to read it or what? should I? Go Go ahead. I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> so I sent Tom a tweet that says, "Okay." I found the actual real-life apartment that Sora's place is potentially modeled after. It's 245,000 yen a month and located in Aoyama. Here is a picture of the model room. Left is the actual real room, and right is Sora's room from the trailer. It looks like he lives in a 1LDK. And then it's just two pictures. It's just two pictures side by side. Of like a real ass apartment in Tokyo, and then I feel like Sora in the trailer is standing in a very similar looking apartment. I feel like this person doesn't want to dox themselves, and they didn't find it. They're literally living there. <laughs> like... and they put the they put the uh, 
Like they put the apartment listing. No, no, no. I know that I'm saying the person was sitting in their apartment like, oh my God, this is my apartment. I can't use my apartment. Let's, let's use the listing for like the official listing because I don't want people to know. That's just so crazy though. Either way, it doesn't really matter how it was discovered. It's just that you're right. Fandom is nuts. Like it's been half a, ah. it's been less than half a day and Sora has been doxxed. Sora's been doxxed. God, what if, you know, it'd be next level if they had planned on this happen, like I miss, I miss, I wish the company had thought of this was going to happen and they actually already have the apartment like decked out in Sora's stuff. And if you were to go knock on it, there'd be like an employee there. Oh yeah. There's like a whole, yeah, it's a whole, yeah. That would it's be a the, whole I thing. Mean, they couldn't do that just because the normal people that live in the apartment would be like, why are there a million people in our building all the time? Now? Right. Yeah. There would probably be like zoning issues there. <laughs> There'd be all like, kinds this of is issues. a, this is a residence. You cannot just make this a tourist attraction, but man, that would be cool. Wouldn't it? One of those, like, I, I kind cool. of miss the, the geo, the geo. It would be really cool unless you lived next door. Sure. Sure. But I don't. So it'd be cool. <laughs> That's I, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already there's there's uh obviously it would not be good i'm just saying theoretically that type of thing if you could fun. if you could guarantee a uh, if you could guarantee a lack of like harm or inconvenience to others yeah then yes it would be rad mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but th this goes this goes back into the whole Going back into the whole, like, I can't turn my brain off on these things is like, I can't think of how objectively cool that would be for me without the, the empathy superpower kicking in. True. It is a superpower. And and just being like, yeah, but what about the other people, though? What about the people? And then I can't enjoy the thing. No, I agree. I agree. I wouldn't actually want that to be real. I, I it was it was more of a, a fun thought idea as opposed to a reality yeah i told and i totally get that and i completely agree with the thought idea and okay, my brain okay. won't just let me enjoy the thought idea what if it was this this is all what we've been talking about but there's something i don't know like there's a, a vr thing of tokyo this is the only instance where the metaverse idea might be interesting <laughs> i mean yeah, except that you don't have to do a metaverse to make it real. True, I don't need You the literally metaverse. just put in a you just literally just put in like VR cameras in the in the spot. Like yeah. that already like many things with the metaverse, the that thing already exists and isn't called metaverse. Well, and you don't need to I don't want to have to make an account and get all set up and use your proprietary stuff or whatever. I don't have right. to, I actually don't understand how it works. I just think it's silly. Yeah, uh, but but that I I just I like the idea of I, I kind of miss those sort of big game like like the the oh for the bees or I love bees or whatever it was for Halo 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, all, like the, the I, ARGs. Yeah, I like that stuff. And it's cool to see all the whole world working together to solve the 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 the, the question, the riddle that the company has created. So it would be fun if they were doing something like that. And, and Kingdom Hearts would be a very good game for that to be. Because you could even have dumb stuff like Disney promoting it, you know, having hidden things inside their parks so people would have to go in their parks so then Disney's making money. You know, it could be a totally capitalistic yeah. venture uh, and at the same time fun for us that don't have to do any of that stuff. Because I wouldn't want to do it, but there'd be people that would get super excited or they have yearly passes anyway, so who cares? Um, 
That'd be cool. But Disney likes to, I don't think Disney has ever really said that Kingdom Hearts is something that they do. Like when Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out, they had an event in like a, around Disney World, but it wasn't actually in Disney World. It was in their shopping mall area that they own. Like, like I think it's called Disney Springs, where one of the buildings was solely demos of Kingdom Hearts 3. And the cheese and I were happened to be at Disney at that time. And we, I was like, oh, I could wait in line and play Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, oh, or I could not do that. Why would I ever want to wait in line to play a game that's going to come out in a few months and just play it then? But uh, so, oh, yeah. so I'm completely with you on that. Like, and I've always like any time that I'm out specifically at like a convention, which it's been a while for one of those. But like, there's always that's always a thing when you're at a big show or a big convention or something. It's you for me. It's usually packs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, because I've been to probably five or six of those at this point. You know, that's cool. I've never been to a, a convention actually. They're pretty fun. I mean, but they are overwhelming and there's a zillion things to do. And when there is, you know, at any given point, there's like five panels going for the big ones, especially there's like four or mm -hmm. five panels going on. There's like 300 things to look at on the show floor. There's like different games and, and things being organized all over the place. There's just rooms where you can go in and just do stuff. Play like they'll have like, you know, a arcade game set up or like console games or stuff that you can do. There's like in a, this abundance of things that you can just do all the time. Yeah. And people will spend half a day waiting in line to play a demo of a game that comes out in two months. Yeah. I don't get it. And it's like, they're like, I, for, it's, I especially personally, today don't even really like playing demos of games before they come out anyway. Yeah, that's what you said that before, yep. So I'm kind of biased in that, but especially if you were like, you're only there for a limited amount of time. The show is only going for a limited amount of time. There's already more stuff there than you can possibly see with the time that you have there because there's like you can't be in like eight places at once. Yeah. So you can't like you can't be at this concert and this panel and at this booth on the show floor and in this tournament and in this thing all at the same time. Well, especially when um, especially when this this day and age, the, 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 the era we live in, you can more or less get a feel for what it's going to play like if you've played that genre of game before by watching yeah. a video and there will be a billion videos of people playing whatever it is online. Yeah. Or a trailer of where whatever, right? It's not like the 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 nineties and the early two thousands where E three was a big deal and waiting in line to play Wind Waker a year before it came out might have actually been exciting because you're getting right. to experience the graphics and what they actually look like because pictures don't do them justice. You get to feel how the controller feels, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I kind of get it at the launch of a new system if there's a new controller, but now companies are pretty much just using the same controllers over and over again, except for Nintendo to a degree, but their pro controller's been the same now for quite some time. Pretty much, uh, yeah. So it's not like it's that exciting to use the PS5 controller over the PS4 unless it's a specific haptic feedback game, but you probably won't really be able to enjoy that in a room with 10,000 other people all breathing down your neck anyways. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not for me. Yeah. It, it, may, it would have been. Absolutely. 15 years ago, 100%.
sure. 20 years ago, I would have absolutely wanted to wait in line to, to, to be the first to play some some silly game, whatever it was. Well, that's also an era where, like, you are not being bombarded with information about that thing at all times, regardless of whether you're there or not. True. Yeah, like, if we were to look up Kingdom Hearts 4, I, I didn't look at any of them, but there's websites that, you know, or videos that's breakdown of this. They're going to find all the things, and it's going to be, you're going to have, they're going to have so much information about Kingdom Hearts 4, at least speculation. Oh, yeah, today. yeah. Today, by the end of today, they'll already be it's a ton already of theories. Up. Yeah, it's right. already all over the place, no question. Yeah, it's it's not like before where, you know, someone like a handful of people were talking about, hey, I, this is my idea for a Chrono Cross on the overclocked remix forms. And then like 10 of them like, dude, we should make a website called the Chrono Compendium. And then they had to do it that way. Now it's literally hours after it's done. There's there's huge YouTubers already talking about it. And then there's, you know, discords full of people live chatting it. It's it's not the the the. The asynchronous is gone. The asynchronicity of of the way the communication is gone, so it's even faster because it's all immediate. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, how did how did we get here? Um, I don't remember exactly. You started talking about like I said something about Diablo, and that was specific. And yeah, you you mentioned something about like <laughs> standing in line to. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh, Standing in Kingdom line Hearts. to play something. That's is for King. It was talking about Kingdom Hearts three at Disney because I was saying yeah, that's Disney right. Yeah. doesn't really recognize the fact that they have this video game as part of their real parks ever. Yeah, so they they probably would not make a, a a cool ARG experience as part of Disney. Maybe maybe some year because as video games get bigger, then Disney will be like, hey, we've been making video games for years, which yeah. is actually true. It is true. <laughs> um. So it's 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 something that they've always been a part of since quite literally the NES. I yeah, I mean, uh, I mean they outsourced a lot of those, but oh, still they, they were they it. were in there. But they still were like, yeah, you can use our properties. So yeah. that's that's still saying something. Uh, go for it, Capcom. May <laughs> go go make like a half dozen of the most underrated games on the platform. Seriously, and some of them are. I mean, yes, yeah, they're really good. A lot of those, like Castle of Illusion and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and Mickey Mania was awesome. I mean, like, everyone talks about DuckTales on the NES, and rightfully DuckTales. so. Yeah, DuckTales is really good. But Chippendale Rescue Rangers is also good. I enjoyed Chippendale. I was not good at it, I so I never it's got hard. far. But I, 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 I liked, I did play that game quite a bit, and it was co-op, so that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. Um, So I saw this thing on, uh, I think it must have been Nintendo Life, because that's <laughs> when we were talking when i'm talking about being ignorant of the world i mean like my news that i ever search is probably just going to nintendo life once a week and seeing what has been posted so i'm extremely ignorant about the world but anyways there's an article uh that was talking about what games they would bring or something like to a deserted island and oh yeah it was like you could bring one game from each nintendo series i guess i don't know and it at first I was like this is stupid but then i clicked the link and it's still stupid, but it made me laugh that the majority of the games that I would want are all stuff that's on the Switch. And I was like, wow, the Switch is rad. The games that Nintendo are are putting out today are really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sent you the link so you can kind of look through it. But the they talk about like the obviously the old 2D games that doesn't that's kind of irrelevant. But the 3D games, Odyssey for Mario, that's one I would want. If I was gonna take Mario Kart, I'd take Mario Kart 8 because mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. just lots of stuff there with pokemon the well they didn't have um the, do they have the new pokemon ones on here i don't know but with smash brothers i you gotta take ultimate there's just so much to do 
Zelda yeah. Breath of the Wild? Yeah, like, I think with the deserted island question, it basically has to be, like, which of these is the biggest? <laughs> you know? But even then, there's a lot of them that just are some of the, like, that have some of the best of all of it. Like, it's pretty awesome what games are on the on the Switch right now in terms of, uh, com- compared to their previous counterparts. And uh, yeah, that was I just thought that was fun. That, yeah, that, that it's 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 really easy to to you know to be doing something or watching something or enjoying something and being like, oh man, it was simpler times back in the day. It was all better. <laughs> there was a I was listening to some game music. So it must have been something from the early two thousands because <laughs> somebody posted on there. Oh, I remember this when I was just a little little kid. And this is back when video games were better and everything was simple. I was like, dude, no one is what it's just how does every generation feel that way about whatever time they're from? Because nostalgia is like a hell of a drug. It is. I mean, I, I understand why it happens, but it's very comical to see it when you're like, yeah, in 2001, everyone was just saying that about the 90s and then the 90s about the 80s and then the 80s people were like video games are ruining everything. Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And that feeling goes like that feeling gets stronger the farther back you go. Like true, true. It's the people who are living now in the 2020s who are pining for the 50s that are like the most out of touch with reality. (laughs) It's sort of so Square released the uh, Chrono Cross remaster. This again, dating the podcast that released it on like five days. No. Yeah. Like four or five days ago or something. I think something like that. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of complaints about how the, 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 the frame rates choppy. There's like, it doesn't feel right. And all this stuff. And I, I booted it up and I was playing and I thought this feels like playing a PS one game. I think these people just haven't played PS one games before. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think the, the expectation, whether fairly or unfairly is if you're going to remaster a game, then like, it should not feel like playing a PS one game. It should feel or should a little it? more modern. Is it a is it a better remaster if they make they they improve the soundtrack a little bit? The the character models are arguably better. The backgrounds look a little strange, but it looks better than playing a PS one game on a uh, a modern TV. So it has that. But I I don't know. It's a re, it's not a remake. It's a remaster. I don't you kind of want that feeling of the original game? I kind of get it. You know what it is. For some people, the answer is yes. And for some people, the answer is no. So you're just never going to satisfy everybody with any remake ever. (laughs) Like some people just want you to release the original. So like the people who were mad about the FF7R. Yep. Like because they changed too much are well. Like realistically what those people are asking what what those people were asking for with seven remake is essentially what chrono cross delivered and they're probably also complaining about that for not changing enough oh yeah well there are some people the problem with fandoms is that they're inherently negative because your fandom is based around nostalgia and nostalgia is impossible to recreate right so so it's 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 not that fandoms are bad. It's just how our how our understanding of time works as a human. Because nostalgia is not like a real thing, right? It's just a word we've come up to kind of capture that feeling. So for whatever reason, we as people feel very strongly about things from the past. 
and that's right. just kind of ingrained in us no matter what it is it's across the board with freaking everything it's not yeah. even just entertainment right it's it's even snacks or food sometimes or a certain oh yeah or whatever it is so oh, yeah for sure i don't know why we're wired that way but we are because maybe we're not supposed to understand time i'm not sure um like i grew up with like and i like i i don't I can't say whether this is true because this is all basically like secondhand hearsay, but like I grew up with every single adult in my life saying that like Coke was never the same after they introduced new Coke. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That kind and of it's stuff. like, so it's like, yo, Coke was really, really good. And then they introduced new Coke and they messed up the recipe and then they went back to the old recipe, but it wasn't the same. And it's like, how is it not the same? They still had the recipe. They just kept, they just started making it the same as before. And, and, and maybe, but like maybe your we... entire image, your entire mental image of what it was supposed to taste like was tarnished by like the new thing. And then your brain told you like they made it different and now it's not as good, even though they literally changed it back. Yeah. Cause I, I don't, humans, our brains are there, there are we change us slowly right so we're being bombarded with more and more information constantly and it's hard to adapt to all of that so your, your brain has to do shortcuts it has to make it has to make inferences and 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 uh especially because it's seeing everything upside down it's already confused by that what a weird design um and so 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 if if your image changes like you've you've now tarnished whatever coke was it doesn't matter what happens anymore it's it's their image is really in trouble for some of those people because it's like nope that they screwed up and it screwed up forever and there's no way they can ever fix it. And, you know, their, their brain is bothered with other stuff because there's more information. And I think that's way more true today. Not, I think it's, it is way more true today just because of how much more information we're getting about everything constantly. Like yeah. you always, you have to make a lot of assumptions, I suppose, or, or yep. you have to hold on to your, and then you have to hold on to those as if they're fact, because you don't have the brain capacity to be like, well, is that, is is that true? I don't know if it's true. I don't have time to think about literally everything not being true or not. <laughs> yeah, like it's like those questions get way too big, way too fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because like you, you dig just a little bit into that and you're in like within 10 minutes, you're questioning reality. <laughs> Do I exist? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, let's take a question real quick. Yes. Um. I hope it's not what game would take to a desert island. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, uh, this one's this one's fun. It, it's it's short and short and simple. Um, cue the music. Um, what video game vehicle filled you with the most joy the first time you used it? Not necessarily the best vehicle, sure, sure. but you just jumped into it and it felt great and it made an impact on you. So. The first thing that came to my mind was huh. the Warthog from Halo. Yeah. Uh, playing that multiplayer where it was like three people all in the same vehicle. And it didn't feel good to drive, but the experience of playing it and then like driving over your enemy while your friends were just shooting wildly was hilarious. Like, cause you know, it was eight, eight or 12 people all in the same basement yelling and screaming. Um, that, that, that has stuck with me forever as, or, or like the weird flying the crappy flying ship that you could get to. Um, God, I can't think of that. I think it was in Halo 1, actually, not Halo 2, but there was like a weird, like, hover ship that was... Oh, really the ghost? Hilarious. I don't have a clue what it was called. Or is that what it's called? The Banshee? Yeah, Banshee sounds right. That sounds right. We'll go with that. Phantom? Phantom doesn't sound right. I don't know. I got 
I think those, I think all of the things that I said might actually be Halo vehicles, but I don't know which one the, is the, the one I you're Googled talking Halo about. Halo Banshee, and that's that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Like a little personal pod that you would just, basically, you would just use it to fly into people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say that's what people did. That's what I did. That's what Tom yeah. did. No, I remember, like, there was a, so there was a very, very short period of time where I was playing Battlefield 2 online. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Battlefield 2 online on my PlayStation 2. Rad. Via the, like, for some reason, I had a network adapter for the PS2. I have no idea why I had that. Did you own SOCOM? Yes. That's probably, probably. I'm pretty That's sure probably why. I think that was the that was that was their first push in America to be an online thing, and I want to say it came with it. So I remember doing that and absolutely did the thing that I later realized was a total noob meme, which is slap C4 to the front of your Jeep. Yes. Drive it, drive it into the enemies, <laughs> bail out of it, and then explode it and see what happens. Um, it's not, it's not, it's amazing. I guarantee every single person who has played <laughs> one of those games where that's possible did that without without a doubt. In Battlefield 1942, I remember we would we, we would take landmines and fill up the back of a jeep and then drive the jeep into the enemy base, which would of course we would get killed. But the landmines would not explode when the jeep exploded; it would just scatter landmines all around their base. Oh wow! And so then, like randomly, it'd be like you know. Uh, Tom killed, I don't remember what my my name was, probably Garbage Man, something stupid like that. Uh, actually, I think it was Garbage Man. Garbage Man okay. 1942, because the pay was good and the food was free. Um, and the and, and so it'd be like X person killed other person, but you know, you're at your base not shooting anyone. You'd be like, yeah, my landmines got him. <laughs> oh, man. I like five minutes later in the match. Yeah, exactly. That felt good. That, that was, we would do that for hours. And why, my Lord. That's I completely forgot about that memory. And there was this funny thing where you could, so you couldn't. There, there was limitations in how you could shoot from the vehicle, but you could lie down on the hood of the vehicle, and your body would, you know, the windshield would block your body from launching off. Mm. Um, and so then you could like shoot from the front of the the truck uh, or the jeep at people. And but your person, like, since there's you know obviously really weird latency issues and stuff because dial up or, or early internet for some. Oh people, yeah, like, for sure. You know, maybe you, maybe I had. Um, cable or DSL, but other people didn't, so they had to do latency checks mm, there yep. on their side. And so what would happen is the person on the front of the the Jeep would actually be like a meter behind the car, so no, so there'd just be a person floating in space, but they were actually on the hood of the car. But some people would see him on the hood, other people would see him floating and just like zooming by, like Superman almost with their gun in front. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, my my two like real answers to this are com they're completely different types of answers. Okay. Um cuz one of them is like more about how like what it represented and how it felt in the game sure. to get into the vehicle and that's the epoch from Chrono Trigger. And it's oh, mostly okay. just like being able to fly around and do the time travel on the ship and the game opening up and the music and all of that feeling like that was all really special to me, but like mm -hmm. the movement of the, the movement of the ship is, you know, very rudimentary. It's literally just four directional movement. Well, that's that's fine. Um, that are the, that are the, um, the, the Falcon from FF6. 
Yeah. Cause that's also actually, a pretty, that's also a pretty special one. Yeah. I would have had the, the Epic, uh, uh, I would have had that experience first for sure. Cause I played Chrono Trigger before six. Yeah. The like oh, getting the, the Falcon in the, getting the Falcon in six is way more special because like, it's kind of you coming back from your lowest point. Yeah. Yeah. And you get that, you get the swell of the music oh, in, uh, in so, searching for so, friends. So good. And it's just like those like rising chords and then you, that then you start get... the theme off, just like give you the feeling of like, okay, there's hope. There is someone out there whose first memory is that those feelings. Like they got, they got the music, they got the, you're right. The story's all there. They're like, this is so cool. And they're flying in space. And then like doom gaze hits them and they die. And they're like, what the, f- what the hell Yeah. That's a thing too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that happened to somebody, <laughs> but also it's, it's like, it's cool actually to fly the, um, like compared to any other 16 bit RPG, it's really cool to fly the airships in FF six. Like there's a, there's a feeling of speed there yeah. that you don't, uh, that you don't get in quite the same way. Cause they, they abuse that mode seven and put you kind of like behind the ship. Yeah. It feels good. So it like, it feels good to fly the other. So in terms of like the first time that I actually controlled a vehicle, I was like, yo, this is awesome. I love this is crazy taxi. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy and taxi crazy taxi doesn't have like the best driving mechanics. They're they're just good enough. But the fact that it actually has kind of jank driving mechanics, but the game doesn't care because you'll just pinball around. <laughs> that's fun. And yeah. I, I'm I'm a way bigger fan of like silly fun like that than like, you know, if I were to play like a Gran Turismo or a Forza where it's like an actual where it's an actual simulation. It's, like, it's interesting because when 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 you read the question to me, I thought about like Star Fox and Mario Kart, but yeah. I, like, I don't feel like those count exactly because those are that is the game. Yeah, like you're in, you're not, you're not getting, you're not like on foot and then suddenly getting into a vehicle and experiencing. Oh my god, I'm in a vehicle now. So right, I, right, I right. Excluded right. those, those. So like the Gran Turismo's and stuff. I feel like for for me that wouldn't those wouldn't even be able to be a contender because that's that's just kind of what driving game do you like best then? Do you know what I mean? Or right. Like what yeah. Memory. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So like you're look, coming at it from the perspective of like, obviously a vehicle in a game <laughs> where you go through the game without a vehicle and then you yeah. jump in. Yeah. Cool. Cause that's like you said, like the final fantasy six moment or like the high wind in seven, like there's something so exciting about, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm in a vehicle. And mm-hmm. it's, especially if it's your first game that had that moment. I, I, there is a version of that that is like the, the opposite of that moment. Oh, where you get into a vehicle oh. and you're like, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what made you think of that? Grand Theft Auto. Really? I, oh dude, I thought it was so cool. Four. In Grand Theft Auto. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, where, where, where like, where they added the physics and stuff. Yup. See, those physics are garbo and God. you can make them work. Like you can learn them and make them work, but like it just it does not feel good to drive in that game ever. <laughs> I remember spending hours and hours and hours with some of my friends just driving the cars around that game, like just to break the physics. Like it was it wasn't that it was fun to drive, it was fun to watch the physics engine have problems. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I get that. But like actually playing the game and like if you were in like a chase running from the police or something in that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could you could rage. I could see there's some rage happening. And like I, I will admit Grand Theft Auto 4 is basically like the only Grand Theft Auto game that I really played. I played a little bit of five because it was literally like loaned to me. For, like I didn't buy it and I didn't care about it. But yeah. a, a friend at the time, a mutual friend, actually. Yeah. Um, sort of dropped it in my lap and was like, you got to play it. It's so good. And I was like, all right. And I played it for like probably five or 10 hours and was like, this is well, the production value is high. It is. You can't you can't argue with that. And it clearly it <laughs> clearly something works since it's still going strong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's to be fair. It's the online fine. aspect is what's going strong, not the main game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's what it's built off of. So like, I I don't have anything particularly negative to say about Grand Theft Auto Five, other than that, like, I don't really care about the franchise, and there wasn't anything there that changed my mind. Five was the first Grand Theft Auto that I played for maybe ten hours, and then maybe even a little less than that. And I was just, I, I had this thought of, I've done this before. I don't care at all. Yeah, I, it was the first. I time had done it once before, and was like, this was that was enough. I, I don't need I to loved, have this experience again. I liked three, uh, or it's not four and five, uh, Vice City and San Andreas. I liked those games. I had fun with Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, but five was the first time that I just felt, eh, eh, it seems like more of the same, just prettier. Mm-hmm. And so I I, 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 uh, I never finished. I'm thinking, I, I wonder if six will, like there'll have now been a massive gap. Like when you actually say, oh, it's been 10 years since the last Grand Theft Auto came out. Well, not quite, but close. Uh, by the time six actually releases, it will have probably been more than 10 years. So when 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 I think that way, there's a decent chance that six will have, I'll, I'll be reinvigorated to explore the city, especially if they do that stuff that I was talking about with you before, where they have like the physics engine where, you know, you can actually destroy a building or like break like someone's in a building you have to get access to and you could drive your car into it to to get into it instead of like going through the front door like to me that would make me want to play a game again because then it's a whole new sandbox experience and i didn't right. feel like five really offered a new sandbox experience which which you know that's cool it's just it felt like what they did in five rather than rather than provide new features and a new experience is they just made the same experience bigger yeah, bigger, way prettier with, uh, so like production values, right? Like, yeah. Like through the roof. Don't get me wrong. That voice acting is great. The story's probably good if if I don't remember any of it. I um, assume the story is good. Right. There's no doubt in my mind that they that they basically wrote a 20-hour movie and it's enjoyable somehow, right? Like it's, it's a, and the, and the world's, like you said, it's, it's just bigger, but there was nothing, it didn't feel new to me. Uh, but that's, that's also one of those moments of, oh, Maybe I've just been around for longer, so I've played this before, right? Like, yeah. It's 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 not really a... I don't actually think it's a negative against Grand Theft Auto V, because really, what could they have done? They were still trying to make it for the PS3, for Christ's sake. That's like, true. There's no way they could actually... There's no way they could really change much. Like, they can't go that deep with new features and stuff when you're trying to work on old hardware, because it was already old in 2013. True, yeah. Um, Accurate. So, it's hard to be... It's It's actually... I think it's inappropriate to be mad at them for that. <laughs> yeah. It's not that hey. it's hard. It's like, no. Hey, yeah. you know what game does not have any issues at all with having too big of a map? <laughs> or or any. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. 
where like where there's only where there's only one town and one set of NPCs to talk to and none of them matter? Well, some of them matter. One of them not matters very a, much. One of them matters a lot because we would not be talking about this at all. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> what what game is that, Dean? I don't know. What 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 is it? What 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 is that called? Well, as anyone who read the title of the of the podcast episode knows, we played Light Crusader this week. Well, I played Light Crusader this week. I think technically you played it last week. I, yeah, even longer ago, actually. <laughs> but yeah. but we're talking about it this week, right now. Right in about in two minutes. Seconds. Oh, two, two minutes. Wow, sorry. I don't know how long the ad is at this point. I recorded it like a year and a half ago. You, you, you know, we should reuse our old ad just once. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I have to like re-upload it. Oh, that's 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 like three buttons. Don't do it. Yeah, that's like work. No, never mind. Here, roll the ad, enjoy it, and then we'll talk about Light Crusader. This is a very serious game, so we need a serious tone to set this serious setting and pace and... Story. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine. I'm not it, particularly talented. I'm not. David Lander is a great swordsman, okay? David Lander? I don't know. That's what it says in the manual. But then it says the, the king's name is Frederick of Whitewood. But is it King Frederick? What was his name? It was like Wiener or something stupid, remember? Whedon. <laughs> Whedon. Uh, Whedon. Whedon, Whedon, Whedon. Oh, wait, no. King Frederick, Frederick is... Hold on. Hold, whoa, hold on. There's two kings here. A few days okay, later, we're, we're 30 King. seconds into this, and we are already, like, elbow deep in lore. Yeah, that's how the game starts. You're riding your horse, that awful animation that looks like, like a claymation Play-Doh thing where the, everything is just wrong. It just feels weird. Like, the, he's, like, made of gelatin or something, and so is the horse as he rides in, and there's... The, the game starts with the... with The game starts with Ragnarok uh, casting a naughty oh. spell from his from his spooky hood. Or at least saying something naughty. I don't remember what he says, actually. Listen to me. When I tell you that I finished playing Light Crusader five days ago, literally it was Tuesday. It was five days ago today. Yes. And I don't remember anything from it. Like, it, like that. it's like that time is lost That's to me. not true. You definitely remember one thing. I remember the one thing <laughs> that I found out about because you showed it to me before I started playing. I had to rope you in somehow. It was, it was real. Okay. Hold okay. On. I want to like, show you Ragnarok. There are, quick. there are people listening to this podcast who are not in on the joke. They will be soon. Don't worry. Don't feel that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna loop them in. I'm gonna give a little background context. So we played okay, Light but... Crusader this week. Light Crusader is a treasure game that I could best, I could best explain as like treasure tried to make like a sort of isometric Zelda game for the Genesis. I, I, they, they succeeded. They didn't try to make it isometric game <laughs> it's not bad it's pretty good i actually i actually was like well, i mean it's isometric regardless of if it's good or bad <laughs> I, yeah i mean it's more like is it good enough to be considered like a zelda game but i guess <laughs> yeah. like oh no zelda no. imitators don't have to be good what the hell is that face <laughs> that's that's ragnarok <laughs> All right. Come that on, looks look like him. it's like Limp Biscuit today releasing a new dark emo band album. That looks like, like someone Durst. shoved a gray wig on a baby and put it in a robe. <laughs> no, no, no. His head is way too fat and big for that. 
my god and you look at his i like that his shirt it actually just looks like a lazy cosplayer because his shirt looks just like a sweater you'd buy at kohl's right now yep <laughs> he's gonna all have right revenge. So, so okay so we played like crusader yeah and i didn't know any i had never even heard of like crusader until like a couple weeks ago yeah because it was tom on, i it was on the genesis mini collection that you know like the actual hardware genesis mini not the switch online at first and i had this is one that i had been curious about uh but i hadn't actually looked into anything about it and then yeah continue sorry yeah and it was you know we've been you know we've been genuinely enjoying our uh our trip through the treasure library yeah like yeah they must be cheap because they're on genesis um the nintendo switch uh genesis collection stuff or sega's like hey we have stock in treasure i don't know a lot of I think Treasure is still around technically, but they're not making like their own games. They're kind of like a support studio now. That's what someone in your chat said that they're still around. They still own all the licensing to their games, so they probably are happy to just make uh, some money them. off of them here or there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but I mean, like on the podcast, unless I'm missing one, we've played Gunstar Heroes, we've played Sin and Punishment, we've played yeah. Mischief Makers. Yep. And now we played Light Crusader. And Light Crusader. And we got it. There's a few other ones that we're curious about too going forward. Who knows? Yes. Yes. Um, and honestly, like, despite issues here and there, they've all been good. Like, they've all been fun games to play. I mean, they're all like solid video games. Yeah. And some of them very, are very, really, very really... video game video games. And, yeah. And, and some of them are really good, actually. Yes. Like, Gunstar Heroes is, it's a really good game, even though at first we were like, yeah, we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. This game's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels really like Gunstar Heroes, I I maintain, just felt like kind of samey at first until you really think about what was happening. Because you're so yeah. focused on actually playing that you don't recognize how cool everything is. And once you appreciate the fact that they made a video game for speedrunning before speedrunning was a thing. Yeah, that's seriously. actually pretty awesome when, when you think about it from that lens. Like, they, they were like, well, what if we made a really cool game, but we also made you, you have to play it fast to get everything. Yeah. Or to, I mean, the, the whole ending, handling how the ending happened is stupid, but that's yep, whatever. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, um, the only thing, <laughs> you, I think, picked up Light Crusader basically on a whim. Yeah, I was like, you know, this they, they had just released it on the Switch online. I knew the name and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a go. And I I And within like a couple of hours. No, no, it's like thirty minutes of playing it. Well, like, did you send me the clip as soon as you saw it? Oh yeah. It was pretty okay. much immediate because I was like, Oh, Dean needs to see this. And I Googled just what I I Googled Light Crusader Piano. And yep, and I imagine that gave you the the results exact... you were looking for. Yes. Yeah, please, please continue with your with your adventure through how this came to be. That's basically the end of it. You you sent me a a video that was about 45 seconds no, maybe like yeah. a minute 10. Yeah, it's pretty long. Of like of an NPC in Light Crusader in the town who's sitting at a piano and she's like, do you want to listen to my song? You want to listen to it, right? All right, here we go. And then it is just someone like bashing their arm on a keyboard for like 45 seconds. <laughs> really with, awful. Like with this like really overwrought animation. 
Oh yeah. Hands Where they look the like air. they're like they look like they're becoming possessed by a ghost. Shout outs to Avenging Spirit. Yep. Um not the first time we'll say that this this week. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, they're just like her back is all like bending and she's like throwing her hands up in the air and just like mashing them down on the keyboard. And it's just this random amalgamation of sounds. There's like little did you know that was actually what the dungeon music was going to sound like later. And then when she finishes, she turns around and looks at you and then the dialogue comes up and is like, it's okay. I'm not particularly talented. <laughs> I just cracked up. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. On, on a bunch of different levels, I didn't expect it. Like, And here's she... the thing. <laughs> that is a completely meaningless gag interaction with an NPC that you could completely miss. Yeah. And you showed me that. And that was the only thing I know I knew about Light Crusader. And I was like, <laughs> cool. That sets the tone for the whole game. So now I have to see what the rest of it is. Yeah. And it totally doesn't. It has nothing to do with anything. And Unless you basically you... never talk to NPCs in that game ever. True. And I didn't, I didn't know that when I sent you the clip. But I will say the theming of that clip, I feel like encapsulates almost all of the puzzles in the game. <laughs> That's fair. Almost all of the puzzles are some nightmarish moment of a programmer trying to make this puzzle in an isometric space. And kudos to, uh, you know, props to, to the treasure team because they even knew it. They they were not trying to pretend that they made, made a perfect system because half of the puzzles depended upon you navigating the isometric space to push a block in exactly the right way. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. And they did that on purpose. They are just yep. laughing all the way to the bank every yep. single time because they're like, <laughs> we know this is kind of crappy, but is what we've decided we're doing so yep. enjoy <laughs> yeah so like the main game you find out like you're in this village and a bunch of people have disappeared from the village and it's like we don't know what's going on you got to go investigate and you like talk to like two npcs that actually have information and you and that's like the time. last time that talking to npcs is actually important yeah most of the time your interaction with npcs will just be shoving them around like chess pieces because it's funny yeah, that is that is very funny, <laughs> especially in the throne room. And there's an actual like checkerboard carpet. <laughs> checker, yeah. So you can actually like make it look like a chess scene. <laughs> you played chess and then you just made them have like a group orgy and you told the guards not to look. So you push them off. <laughs> there literally is a king, a queen, a bishop and two knights. <laughs> and a cat, of course. And a cat. <laughs> you can play chess. So like it's. That's a whole fun thing that I spent way too much time doing. But then, like, once you actually get into the game, it's it is essentially a dungeon crawler. It, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's focused on room, uh, independent room puzzles yep. with b kind of bad combat and a really sweet very magic bad system, combat, but a really sweet magic system. Yes. Like, so they're, they're, agreed. This is, I think, the perfect example of the the again the treasure like that that notebook that they have it this, mm -hmm, this yeah. falls in line with that you know a little bit of the the hardcore boss design or hard contra hardcore boss designs where they're like i just want to put this cool mech in here sure fine and i feel like this game has a whole lot of ideas that the developers and the designers and the programmers had 
about RPGs and about adventure games in general. And they're like, well, here's let's take it and put our spin on it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of really neat ideas. Like you have a really big inventory system, so you don't have to worry about inventory management much, which is nice. Also, you auto heal. Which is pretty cool. Oh, like, that was amazing! Like, what a cool feature in a game. That game would have taken me like twice as long to finish without the auto healing, even though it was and, annoying sometimes. Yeah, but but for the most part, it's pretty great. They they give you an abundance of usable drops, so you never have to feel guilty about the auto healing. Like you don't yep. have to be like, ah, I'm using this thing. I don't know if I should. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they had they had the the ability to turn off auto healing if you want more control or you want to do maybe like a challenge run I don't know you can even turn off the numbers of the damage you're doing for for immersion which purposes. yeah Nonsense, they give you cool. damage numbers for your hits so then you know if you're if you're it's, it's really useful with magic because you're not sure I I don't need some of those bosses I don't know how you would handle that without knowing the damage numbers because yeah you'd be using a fireball like this is crushing it it turns out it's doing one damage yeah 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 <laughs> like um, the difference between whether you're doing one damage per hit and like 20 yeah, yeah. oh i should just sit here and swing my sword at the tank that's fine because yeah, yes there is that's, a tank that's boss. how we're gonna handle that there absolutely is a tank boss we'll get an to actual, that an actual tank <laughs> we will get to that because you start off so like i was under the impression that it was going to be you know a more of a sort of standard RPG where you're going from town to town, maybe yep. buying some new equipment, maybe bringing some things back and forth That's and going into too, yeah. different dungeons. And you very, very do not do that. There is one town and there is one castle and there is one dungeon with six floors. Yeah, you, And you that's the video game. We are in Green Row, the land of King Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> And his townspeople have disappeared by a masked figure. Well, he's not masked, but they kept talking about... Oh, no, hooded. Hooded. Hey, random fact, this podcast is coming out on 419. Oh, hey. Hey, Whedon. <laughs> I just... I, his <clears throat> name's Whedon! <laughs> the only reason that stuck out to me is because there was... I'm pretty sure it was. I think he's retired now, but a few years mm. ago... There was a quarterback in the NFL named Brandon Whedon. Oh, really? And all of the same jokes came out. So when it said King Whedon, the only other person I've ever known named Whedon was, was, it, was Brandon it? Whedon. Yeah. And I was like, he sucks. <laughs> Too much of the Whedon. Not Wheaton, not like Will Wheaton. No, 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 no. Whedon. W E E D E N. Weed N. Yes. Yes. And, and from Green Row. Yes, from Green Row. <laughs> or in charge of Green Row. So so you go there, you investigate. The The main game is basically like, instead of having multiple dungeons, mm -hmm. you essentially have six floors to the dungeon, and each floor of the dungeon is basically a dungeon. Yes. So like at the end of each floor, there's puzzles, and there's keys you have to get. And there's doors you have to open to get to the rest of the dungeon, to get to the rest of that floor, clear out the treasure, get all that stuff. And then at the end of it, there's a boss. And when you beat the boss, you get something that you either have to bring back to the, you either have to bring back to the surface, um, to the king or the princess or somebody. Or mm -hmm. you just get an item and then there's stairs and you can go down to the next level. Yeah, and there's mini bosses, and all of the main bosses are comprised of balls. 
Actually, yeah. most of the bosses are balls. Balls 3D. Like the the dra- the Dragon Ball ball. Oh. Oh. Oh, I didn't think the, about that. The ball dragon. Neither did they. The ball dragon boss. Yeah. <laughs> the ball scorpion boss. The ball spider boss. <laughs> the ball spider boss is especially funny because it only has four legs for some reason. But yet it still is clearly like. It's a spider. It still clearly codes as a spider. It even does like the back leg thing that like the they they have the tarantulas doing in in a in in Animal Crossing. So that must be a thing that tarantulas do when they feel threatened. I don't know. I've never seen one. I'd rather not see one. Yeah, my understanding is that they're not as scary as the world makes them out to be. But seeing a giant spider, regardless of if it wants to hurt me, would still be like uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. No. It's completely agreed. <laughs> like I don't care I, about the like logic I I don't it. I'm not like kill it with fire. I'm just like I don't want to be close to that thing. Yeah, depending on where it is. Yeah. <laughs> if it's in my home, I can I'll be. I, well, I'm not gonna kill it with fire because it's my home. But yes, kill it with fire. <laughs> Anywho, ball bosses, ball bosses. So you go through a bunch of those, and it's 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 a pretty it's a fairly straightforward. Um, it's a pretty straightforward thing. Like the progression, lots and lots and lots and lots of block pushing puzzles. Yeah, which some okay, it doesn't make any sense. I really thought I was going to be furious at the puzzles, but I I wasn't. And I they're kind, they're shockingly fun. Yeah, like they're actually pretty well made. They're easy to reset, and I'll admit, obviously, I use a little rewind time in some of those stages. Cause Same. Like, yeah, that's that's a that's a BS stage where you have to push a bomb into a moving platform so it doesn't hit spikes like four times. Yeah, and then get it close to a door because obviously you open doors with bombs in this game. Yeah, I mean, and the doors again, just open. They literally just open on their hinges, though. At least in Zelda, the thing explodes. Yeah, that's like, true. You leave a hole in the wall. This and then it this. stays open. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Whereas this game, in this game, oh, you, you better not you, backtrack. Yeah, you push a bomb it. over to the door, and then it just like the door just opens normally. So again, it's it's sort of like they had these fun ideas, but they didn't think through enough of it. Like they really, they should have just been the puzzles done at that point. Like you have to replay the game to have to do that puzzle again. Not go back and check because they have a real and it has a really sweet map system so maybe you missed a door and you want to go see what's behind that other space and you're like Ugh, i have to redo that puzzle again i don't know about that yeah one. yeah 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 the puzzles really should stay done once you do them once because a bunch of them even if you know like some of them are about figuring out what to do mm-hmm. and some of them are just about like i know what to do it's just really hard to execute some of them are about just doing it wrong. Doing, You know what? This game has a lot of play your way mechanics. It does, <laughs> whether intentionally or not. The one that stands out to me the most, do you remember, it's towards the end of the game when you were going through all the individual worlds, you know, where the tank was and stuff. Yes. But there's an ice world, and you had to push a boulder. You had three boulders in the room, and you had to get them on the buttons, and you basically you yes. made a penis by accident. Yep, um, sure did. Uh, so you solved that, I think, the way that it was intended, I solved it because I realized I could run faster on the ice than the ball. So I used my body to stop the ball and then pushed it into the button. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is a, that is like some that is some high skill ceiling crap right there. I was like, OK, it, it gave me, it gave me a new appreciation for this awkwardly good, bad game. <laughs> yeah, it's because. Okay, so let's pro-con this thing. Sure. Because there are some puzzles that are bad. Yeah, they're just There dumb. are some puzzles that are, that are like, there's one that I think of particularly <laughs> where there are, there is a, there's an explosive barrel. Yes. 
that you need to push over to the door. And the corridor is just an... It is a narrow ice hallway surrounded by spikes. <laughs> and it's like a winding path with like a oh, bunch yeah. of right angles. This is the one that I was thinking about where, where it has the, the platform that's moving back and forth. So yes. You have to like, yes, yeah, yeah. And you have to time oh, it out. That puzzle's so stupid. You have to time out without really being able to see it because it's so far down the, the hallway that you can't really actually see to the end of it. Well, and so, given the nature of the isometric design you can see things like so if it's in the top right corner like the first puzzle or the first platform you can see much easier than the second one because the second one's in the bottom right corner so right it's harder to see where uh wh where it is i actually i don't even know if you can see it when it's moving i'm not sure that you can so you basically just have to guess mm -hmm. and like basically you have to push it with with the timing being such that it hits the platform that's moving back and forth it basically acts as a stopper because if you miss the platform, if it's out of the way, then it'll move on to the spikes and the barrel will explode. You need it to not explode until it gets over to the door. Mm -hmm. Yep. So without the modern convenience of like saving state and rewinding time to be able to just do that over and over in rapid succession, you basically have to blind guess the timing on the platform three times in a row. Oh, it's so painful. And actually push the barrel in the direction that you want to go on ice physics. Yeah. And when was, there is was... no actual push button, it's just, if you make Use contact with the thing anywhere, it moves in that direction, in that direction. It's not like it can only move on a, a like a, a, you know, the cardinal directions. Like it's so like my, my heart aches for all of the people who play this on the Genesis and got all three of the finally after probably like an hour of trying got <laughs> all three long. of those pushes <laughs> in the right order and then accidentally pushed it into the spikes because the ice <laughs> physics screwed them or it was just far enough away where it doesn't blow the door up or something like that yeah. like the explosion radius isn't big enough so i i won't go through all of the bad puzzles in the game but that's sort of a microcosm of like some of these are just not fun to do but by and large, predominantly, almost all of the puzzles are actually, like, really kind of rewarding and interesting to do. And some of them will make you just laugh. Like, genuinely, like, when you walk into the room and there is a there is a bomb that was already ticking and then there is a giant grandfather clock and you're like, shut up, this is stupid. And yep. when, you hit, when you hit the clock, it stops time. Yep. yep. So you can move the bomb to where it needs to be and then hit the clock again. And they use that later a couple of times. Yes. That, that, moment, that moment for me was when I thought, that was the first time that I really thought, oh, oh yeah, this is a treasure experience. Yep, this is a treasure game. Yep. Like, we're not just pushing boxes on- This is something on, they would think of. <laughs> we're not just pushing boxes on, on platforms. We're not just dealing with, I mean, I hadn't experienced ice physics yet, but we're not dealing with, you know, typical, here, here's like a normal- things that you might expect in this kind of games like no here's a here's a clock here, here's a clock that stops time when you hit it okay sure and and here we're going to introduce you to these barrels that explode then the next year we're going to introduce you to megaton bombs that explode yes yeah fine i don't mm -hmm. know why they're different but someone was like i want to draw i want to make a pixel art of a bomb and yes <laughs> that that's why it's like that the, the game even has like fake out solutions sometimes too like there's a couple times where uh when i was watching you play it again you 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 went to do a solution and then it was like oh 
the game didn't want me to do that. You got you got me game. Yep. <laughs> you yeah, me it, it'll lay out like it looks. Re- it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this looks really obvious, but you can't do it the way it looks like you're supposed to do. Yeah, you got to do something else, which I do actually kind of respect. Like, yeah, I, sure. I think those are fun. But but yeah, like I, by and large, the the map is really good. It's a the, really each detailed floor, map. It, it seems massive, but actually, like, the map is so good that it's really kind of easy to find your way, like, back and forth yeah, through the I, through the area. You don't you don't need the you don't need solutions online to solve most of the problem, except for maybe uh, except for except for uh, Penumbra, which you solved almost by accident in a way that I don't think you're supposed to be able to solve it. Because I ha- when I solved the the pushing puzzle, they all had to be right next to each other. And yours yeah, were that was that was weird. That one just kind of solved itself. I was so disappointed because that puzzle that that one tricked me for a bit. And then I was like, I got to look up what penumbra means. I was like, oh, neat. It's like a it's like a it's an astrology. Yeah, uh, it's like an eclipse puzzle. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the the yeah, I, I that was that was neat. I, I enjoyed that. So that I like a couple of the of a couple of the puzzles in that game I literally brute forced without knowing <laughs> the answer. And then you felt bad later. You're like, oh, oh, that's what that. There is that's one what... that's like you're literally supposed to find like scraps Five. of a scroll. Yeah, it's like someone's experience of how they like like what they found out as they were exploring this dungeon that's under this town. Why do you have teleporters to it? I'm not sure. Um, Magic. <laughs> You are definitely not supposed to think about that logic at all. You 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 don't even go that route because then it's there are, really confusing. There are like little scraps of this information that give you like little bits of puzzle solution so that you know what order you're supposed to hit these buttons in. And it was literally the first level puzzle you solved. <laughs> yeah. I literally just did like I was like, all right, there's only four buttons. So there's only like, there's only so many possible permutations of this. So I just not thinking, of course, that you could do the same button multiple times, which later. um, Oh, true. Later, later puzzles do force you to do. But I just started doing them in random orders. And then it was like the sixth or seventh combination that I tried. And I was like, cool, (laughs) we did it. (laughs) <laughs> and then throughout the rest of the floor i was like oh this was supposed to tell me how to do that well and then someone in chat they were like because oh, you got you got a hint for a puzzle but it wasn't for the puzzle that you were then brute forcing so they're like oh i thought this was going to have to do something with the compass because you got the hint news yeah and i was like no don't say it oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um so yeah like the the puzzles are simple enough where you can brute force them if you want um yeah most of them some of like later on they get more complicated and you know one of them um the whole thing about like remember the name of king garriott or whatever and then garriott ends up being the the password to open a gate oh the iron door or something like yeah yeah iron gate yeah Yeah. or gate not door that wouldn't make any sense because you needed the g yeah yeah, but so yeah, like, <laughs> oh, hey, shout out to Avenging Spirit spelling. Yeah, <laughs> I told you there'd be another moment, <laughs> at least one. So you go through all this medieval puzzling and then all of a sudden on floor five, it's like, by the way, you're going to time travel now. <laughs> yep. Yep. So then you go through a bunch of little mini levels, like the entire fifth floor is just a bunch of mini levels that have you going to like what certainly appears to be like World War II France. Yeah. And yeah, there's dudes like, with mortars. 
there's like you go to Japan because there's ninjas and then the there's music, like a, I love the ninja music. There's like a Wild West bit. Yeah, of course. And yeah, yeah, I remember you walked into one of your like there's cows here. What is going on? <laughs> and like what what there's a oh, one oh, of them is literally one? just like a cyberspace. Yeah, it's just a black. It's basically yeah, it kind of looks like the 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 old Tron movie sort of yeah, design. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the the 80s depiction of the metaverse with like the with like the grid <laughs> yes. lines everywhere. Yes. Yeah, of course they'd have grid lines. How else could you get around? And there's at least an ice, there's an ice one. There's an ice world. Yep. Yep. What are we missing? And, oh, there's a zombie future. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. There's the one that I said looked like Daikatana. Yeah. 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 And then there's another war one. And in one of the war ones, the ball, you have to go through like in each of them, you have to go through probably like four or five, six rooms or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, answer the riddle. (laughs) Oh my God. The voice lines. (laughs) Answer the riddle. Like what 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 are all the, what are all the voice lines? You have answer the riddle and you have defeat them. Oh, defeat them. That's what it is. Defeat them. Is like it the, the riddle defeat that is there another one? I feel like there's one more. There definitely is, but I can't remember it. Those <laughs> are the like, two that are those are the two that stand out the most. Listen, I didn't have the sound on my TV turned up and I had to crank it and rewind time because I was like, what 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 did he say? I don't understand there's talking in this game. <laughs> I did not expect that to to happen. So it was fun that they had just a random sound bit to let you know, hey, in case you weren't aware, there's a puzzle to solve in this particular yeah. room. <laughs> Which is weird because, like, the only no rooms where Answer the Riddle plays are the ones where it's super obvious that there's a riddle. Yeah, there's, like, these elect- these 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 futuristic, you know, Nikola Tesla, uh, Nicholas? Nick- what is Nic- Nikola. Nikola, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Uh, where, where it's, like, these, these big uh, metal pillars with light bulbs on top. And then, then you, you have to hit them to turn them on, and then the riddle has been answered. <laughs> yeah, the first the first time you hear answer the riddle, it's like the it's like the least puzzle of anything you've done. Yeah. Because it's literally <laughs> just hit all the things. Well then the next time it's just turn them off. <laughs> yes. Like what are And it's you like doing? I've been answering riddles and doing puzzles throughout the entire dungeon to get to this point. And that's not even a riddle. What's the riddle? There's like later, later on, you get a room where it's like answer the riddle and then you play Simon. <laughs> yeah, you have to play Simon Says. <laughs> My favorite, though, is in the time travel part. They have the answer the riddle and it's playing Simon Says, but the first room is just hitting one thing one time. And then it's like, okay, you can move on. Yep. Like there's four pillars, one of them lights up. And that's the end of Simon Says. No, answer it. Answer it. Answer the riddle. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. And then there's so, also a cat that will act as a shopkeeper for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can sell that's things. It. It, that's that's all that. That's all that. Ne- oh, you do get to dress up like an orc. Um, yeah, a, that's a, a weird bit. And the you whole third floor is like there's like peaceful. There's I think they call them goblins. Yeah, but I don't. They don't feel like goblins to me. I don't. It's all relative. What's, you know what, whatever the interpretation what, is. What are they're, goblins and orcs anyway? They're humanoid green men with clubs. Yes, and pointy ears. And pointy ears. So do with that what you will. Oh, yeah. You so you 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 know you can talk to. Them. Didn't you accidentally kill like a whole family? And then I was like, Dean, you have a costume. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's okay. When I walked out of the room and walked back in, they respawned. Yeah, it's totally cool. Hey, you stole all of their food. You're a real asshole. You're just it like, was it was for the good of humanity. Like the orcs, the, the orcs are the bad guys in a lot of rooms, and you're just kind of feel bad for them once you meet them and they have like families and stuff. And why are they living underground? And the children are like, oh no, the humans are coming. And you're like, oh Jesus. And they're and the orcs, you know what? You don't look like them at all, but they don't mind. They still chat with you. One, the girls okay, so, kind of smell like a human, but because they're all green, and you put on the costume, and you are literally just white, but you take your shirt off and you and, and, and you, you have like a bald hair. cap and like <laughs> yeah. ear prosthetics, and you carry around a club. <laughs> it would, and they're all like, "Yeah, all right, good enough. You smell kind of weird, fine. but it's fine." Do you <laughs> want to go in this you gate? You are. Yeah. Do you want you want to ha- you want to have a coliseum fight? Neat. Yeah. Cool. Also, the death animations in this game are messed up. They are like shockingly graphic, <laughs> like I like mean, decapitations and cutting people in half at the waist and burning yeah. to death. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. It's it's a lot. <laughs> um, so I briefly mentioned earlier that there's magic in the game. Now I'm yeah, going to guess yeah, most people ha- don't use magic beyond healing and then some random combination of damage. And I don't, I, I don't know. So there's, there's four elements, right? It's, yeah. It's fire, air, uh, fire, air, earth, earth and water. And holy. And heart. Um, I, I, I consider it holy, but yeah, you could call it like whatever. I think it's water. Hold on. Actually, I, you know what? I was going to tell you what the combination of all the spells were. Let me look it up. There is one that, okay. So the best way to describe it is like, there is one that's clearly earth because when you use it, it does earthquake. Okay. Yeah, there, there is one that is clearly uh fire because when you use it, you do a fireball. Yeah. There and is then... one that's obviously like air related because when you use it, I think it does a wind spell. You get wind. Yep. Yeah. And then there is one where when you use it, you get a heal. Yeah. Not cure. You heal in this one. Heal, heal. Heal and cure are different things. Yes. So it is it is technically based on the manual it is water. Is okay. What they, is what no, that makes it. sense. Yeah. And so water heals your hit points. Cure uh, removes poison, which you only get poison if you drink disgusting black liquid, which obviously doesn't look like it would be good. Yeah, um, I, I kept thinking that status effects would be a thing and they just never were, which is weird because poison like I poison sure curing items in this game are abundant massively overrepresented there's there's cheese there's water there's the spell there hold on there's one other item that cures poison i'm pretty sure i think the blue uh, medicine wine wine oh water, wine yeah. wine and cheese all three of those things cure i don't know why they cure poison. wine all... cheese and water all cure poison but the only way to get poisoned is if you do it to yourself on purpose if you drink black potion <laughs> poison which David, i, I didn't even drink. see until like the fourth floor and you drank it by accident. You're like, did I just poison myself? <laughs> like you were doing something else in your inventory and you drank it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um. So the, what's neat about the magic system, though, is not that you get each of those elements. It's that to, you go to the magic menu and you can select them to, you know, have your active magic be selected. But then you can make combinations of magic. So if you combine air and fire, you get fire wind, which is fiery blasts forms around one enemy causing major damage. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of these combinations for each thing. And you had mentioned that you wanted to know some of them. Yes. So, yeah, cause I, I, 
up until the very end, I was kind of at a point where like I didn't feel like I should use it because it was limited, and that's how I am with games. Yeah, but this game you can go go for it, man. You can you can stack up ninety nine of each, and lots of things drop them. Like yes. drop the little orbies. To, but so I, I used probably like half of the combinations. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's earthquake, which is just earth. There's thunder, which is air and earth. Basically, everything just damages enemies. So yeah. the only way to know if something's effective is to just make the combination and try it out or just to bash everything with your sword because that's fine. Yeah. Uh, there's meteor, which is fire and earth. There's needle crack, which is air, fire, earth. Heal, we talked about ice is air and water. Cure is fire and water. Uh, confuse, which... So the, the water combos are kind of interesting because confuse, I guess, enemies take a bunch of damage and they're helpless. I never used that. Huh. That seems like it would have been good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Earth and water is guardian, which a sprite acts as your shield, and then it will go away after a few hits. That also seems cool. Didn't ever use it. Turn undead, air, wa- air, earth, and water, and this instantly destroys a single undead creature. Yes. That's which well, you that's, do actually have to use on the skeletons. I think. I think you can just bash them. Oh, do they just come back? It's like Stalfoses. Um, I don't remember. I I, I remember not like not being able to damage them or something. So I was like, okay, turn undead. Bam, bam, bam. What are what are the what are the the little bone koopas called? I'm blanking on their name. Oh, dry bones. Dry bones. Yeah, I knew it was something simple. Um, so then there's shield, fire, earth, water, and this is a shell of energy protects you from all sides. After several hits, it disappears unless. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the one time that you tried out this particular thing was in the room that's like I don't know what he says he doesn't say answer the riddle but you basically have to survive being bombarded by fire yes. for like 30 seconds and you cast shield and it just you still die immediately you're like what the hell is this room there's no the only... voice line for it there's just a thing there's just a dialogue box <laughs> that pops up and says trial by fire yeah, trial by and then fire. you just start getting bombarded by fire from every direction for like 25 it's seconds like, it's like yeah it's close to 30 seconds that was the only time that you were playing that you were like tom what do i do <laughs> yeah like what is this <laughs> and the solution was climb on the pillar use geometry to your advantage and still get hit by most of the things just yeah jump honestly as much as you can just, just jump a jump. bunch just keep jumping like you literally just have to you literally just have to actually endure it which is what I thought, but it just like it just drained all of my health so fast. I was like, this can't be it. And then it was. It was. That was that was it. Uh, and then the last one is judgment where you use all four. And apparently it does. It it, it hurts all the enemies. Yeah. On screen it does serious damage. It, it's it's exactly what you'd expect. It's just like a big screen clearing damage thing. Yeah. Which I also didn't use very much. I don't know. I mostly just used my sword in the heal spell. Yeah. Same. Um, and then it wasn't until you start getting like tons and tons of stuff, uh, tons and tons of, uh, of heals from like every oh, element yeah. later on in the game where it's like, oh yeah, okay. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty neat. Like the map, you know, there's the, the warp room, which you guess right away. There's a fountain that heals you and then there's a save room and they're fairly, they're fairly generous with where they're placed. The, the amount of times you'll die without having had the opportunity to save. I feel like it was pretty low. It's hard for me to gauge it though. Cause I was uh save stating if i need or rewinding time i didn't really save yeah i was doing a lot of i was doing a lot of quick saving and less rewinding i mostly did rewinding on puzzles although some of it was just really bad combat stuff too um 
I like <laughs> you had a, you it, had a few aside moments. from that one room, I would say. And later on in the game, I was just like, I just want to finish done. this. Like and I'm out of healing boss. items. So let me just like keep doing this one room until it's perfect. <laughs> the blob boss, I think, is what killed you the most. Oh, yeah, that's true. The blob boss is pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, generally speaking, the game is pretty uh, the game is pretty generous in terms of healing life saving all that kind of stuff you even yeah, get yeah, pendants yeah, yeah, yeah. that revive you you can you can get pendants that revive you if you go or to die yeah where the game is not generous at all is just in playing it like the, okay <laughs> the hit boxes and stuff the the combat is it's bad it should be not terrible it should be like your standard zelda just like swing your sword and it hits stuff in front of you except that this game tries to work in a third dimension from an isometric perspective and so your hitbox is never ever your hitbox well, and either is anything else's and you never know where anything is <laughs> it would be and so it's miserable it would be way better if they made it so your sword wasn't more or less con like if you were to take a 3d cube of the space of, of your character in that isometric X, Y, and Z plane, right? Like, so if you were yes. to take, like, a square underneath your character and then take that out, your sword is stuck inside of that stupid box. Like, the sword should have been, it should have had a bigger radius, or, like, it yes. should have extended for, like, it, it's so uncomfortable because you basically have to do dumb hit tactics where you, you run up, hit something, and then run away fast because there's no other way to react. Like, it's... Basically, yeah. The combat is just not good. It's, yeah. and, and most of the bosses are just cheesed out by sitting on top of their face because their hitbox is also wrong. <laughs> like, there, oh there yeah, are, there are some. Oh, those like, those oh, weird little like those weird little like worm core things where you like sit inside it, practically. Yeah, you you'd like it just kind of like shoots out one of those little ball worms out of one of the out of yeah. one of the sides. It's like it's you just kind of have to randomly pick a spot. And then eventually you'll get to a spot where it's like, oh, it's going to try to hit you, but it can't hit you, even though it's clearly hitting you. <laughs> yes. Like visually, it's clearly hitting you. And but just stand there and hit it because the hitbox says no, yep. it's fine. Yep. Uh, and then there's there's an equipment progression system that's question mark, but it's fine. You just get new armor, new sword, new gauntlet, and you equip them as they go. It's nothing fancy or special, particularly. Um the, the the buying stuff at the shop is just kind of funny because you have to actually stand on the item. Literally, there is no buy. <laughs> you have to jump up on the countertop and make physical contact with the item. Um, you would think you could just walk up to it and press A, but no, that would be too simple. No, you have to touch it with your body. I yes. will say that our boy David, step on it. <laughs> step on it. Our boy David. Um, another one of those things that I've learned about that I didn't know was a thing until more recently. Anyways, um our boy david does have a pretty intense win animation oh yeah he does he does do a little he does do a little stylish uh sword swing and he's it's got a little cool. he's got a little pose he's like he spins around and does like a pose and everything he's like yeah i did it yeah i killed i killed this weird fly bug monster that heals to full if you touch its orb that's fine i don't know if you remember yeah that, that was a weird one that's a strange boss. Yeah, like the all of the combat in the game, it's it's not as bad as it could be because as bad as it feels to actually fight things, you have a lot of health and a lot of healing items and there's auto healing and there's spell healing and it's not that bad, yeah. So you really can kind of like cheese most of it out, but for a it's weird to play a treasure game 
and have like the action be the worst part. <laughs> you it's, know what I mean? It's dude, weird. And, oh, and some of those and some of those enemies are truly uh, just they shouldn't exist. Or I'm sure there's a magic spell to use, but I didn't think about it because I was just trying kind of done with the game. Like the the thing that just teleports around the room, you have to fight like a ton of them at the end. Oh yeah, the the wizards. What on earth is that trash? Like they literally just like so first of all, they have an after image and that I can tell. I don't know that you can actually like tell the difference between like which one is the real one. I'm sure there's a tell in there somewhere, but, but it's usually so it's fast. like one of them's a little bit usually like one of them's a little bit less translucent than the other. Yeah. Or something like that. And I didn't notice anything like that, but also they teleport and stay in each place for like a quarter of a second like, and that's then not shoot even a fireball at you. Both of them shoot a fireball at you and then they teleport again and then they te- and then they do the same thing. And they're basically just like hopping around the room, teleport, teleport, fire, teleport, fire, teleport, fire. And then later in the game, they have the nerve to put like four of them in a room. <laughs> it's it's to the point where they're so unfun to fight that the, the final boss is actually just a complete joke compared to that room. Oh, yeah. The final boss is so simple. Like you just sit in his lap and beat on his head. After. <laughs> you like, just, that's yeah. It. You just stand in his lap you. and just jump at his face and be like, slash, 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 slash. We're done. He, he literally can't hit you. <laughs> it's hilarious. Now, mind and you, I was like, that's like got to be phase minutes. one, right? And then you do the you do the win animation. You get the victory music, which is the same as every other victory music. And then it's and then you just get the epilogue after you which is off. which is that you leave. <laughs> How about the fact that I will say we didn't mention one thing about combat that is funny is the the dive uh, attack. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Which because who... of weird hitboxes is like the only one that actually is effective because it just transforms <laughs> your entire body into a hitbox. But it's particularly funny versus the final boss cuz you wanted to jump slash the orb but you kept dive tackling into it. You're like, "No, stop." I still to this like Moment. I have finished the game and I still don't know why you sometimes do you other? do a jump slash and sometimes you do a dive tackle. <laughs> I don't have a clue. It, they are the same inputs. It is jump and attack. And sometimes you jump and you slash and then you land on your feet. And sometimes you like dive like you're playing NFL blitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You beat the game. I still don't know what the controls are. I think maybe it has to do with maybe you press an arrow button with it. I don't have. I don't know. I wasn't. I was completely I neutral, just standing there. And in one hand, it did one thing. And in the other hand, it like the only thing I can think is like if it's if it has to do with like distance to the target, where like if it sees something that's close to you, it'll be like, oh, you want to dive at that. And it's trying to be like contextual. Oh, maybe that's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, I could not figure it out at all. Maybe that's what it is. But um, it's fine. It's 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 fine. Yeah, it's it's just it's just kind of goofy. I think that the 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 one oh, thing Oh, thank you for thank you for sending that picture through. The, there's one last thing that I wanted to discuss about this game and that's <laughs> that the all of the character art in this game looks like people whose whose faces are melting. Yeah. I don't remember who said it but it's like they're the they're like WWE wrestlers way past their prime. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like a, like, you you have, like, these, you can see they're clearly trying to go for, like, you know, like, medieval realistic faces, yeah. 
which I kind of appreciate to some extent, but everyone looks like a leper. Yeah, on the main character, they were trying to give like a moody shading to his half his face. Yeah, it just looks like he doesn't have an eyeball. It looks like he looks like a severe burn victim. Yeah, like it just melted the hell off. Like, like I will use the expression like, oh, he looks like he's melting to basically say like, oh, he looks ugly. But actually, like, there are people who look like they have been burned. (laughs) And the main character is, he has, and he hasn't been, because his actual model does not look like that. Right, yeah. This is not some aesthetic they're going for. Like, some of the art in this game is really good, but, like, the character art is no. (laughs) No. Like, they're trying to go for a particular aesthetic, and I I see what (laughs) that's supposed to be, but no. No. Yeah, no. I honestly, I think no is where I stand on like Crusader overall. It I, was, I, generally I like it. speaking, it was a fun and interesting experience that I'm glad that I have and will yes. never go back to again. That, that's what I mean, is that it's it was, I'm happy to have played it, especially because it's one that I had, I was kind of curious about and I was, you know, whatever. It was an enjoyable, I was not mad while playing it. Like I wasn't. Yeah, me neither. Disappointed in Mostly. the experience. But I still think at the end of the day, it's not it's not something I would ever say, oh, you got it. You got to check out Light Crusader. No. The, what what if, if someone wants to check out Light Crusader, I suggest you Google Light Crusader Piano. Yes. Let me let me double check to make sure that that does bring up Light Crusader. P.S. Piano Lady by Dr. Pepper King. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Dr. Thank you, Dr. Pepper King on October 11th of 2016. He that is that is all you need to see of like crusader because you will in fact i believe see the character portrait of our main character during yeah, that conversation true. i think i'm not sure though i think so at the very least you'll see the the lady yeah uh, <laughs> not particularly talented um, oh it's also worth noting that you basically have to solve a puzzle to get into the dungeon in the first place and that's probably the worst puzzle in the game Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because you yeah. had like you know that there's something weird in the in the uh, in the graveyard, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh yeah, these weird people keep going to the graveyard," or I keep hearing voices over there. And so you go over there, and basically, like, the solution is one of the gravestones has really subtle scuff marks next to it, and if you push it over, like, it's meant to show that it's been like recently moved or slid aside. Yes, and yeah. you just have to go and push that one over to the side so it's basically like a zelda one thing only you have to like you push it <laughs> from the side rather than the front which for some reason just threw my whole brain off <laughs> like my i was not ready for that <laughs> yeah it was it was the the only reason i figured it out because like okay i i must be missing something because they're telling me to go with the 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 cemetery so then i looked as close as I could at every single tombstone, because I had the benefit of not trying to entertain a stream either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> where where you were, you know, you have to worry about both things when you come to those kinds of problems. That um, does change things. But yeah, no, that was a, that was a silly puzzle. Yeah, that was a silly, silly. That was a silly puzzle for for a silly game. So I I imagine that there are people who rented like Crusader in the 90s who just walked around the town for five hours and then took it back to Blockbuster. (laughs) Hey, this game's glitched. It doesn't this game doesn't work. (laughs) 
No, I like I don't think that glitched would be the parlance. I think it would be like there there are people who would probably just think that's what the whole game is. It's like this game's boring. All you like you can't even do anything. You just walk around the town and you talk to people. And you know what? If that's the case, at least you got the piano. At least you got you got the best part of like you got the light crusader experience. <laughs>